Hello listeners, welcome to the 9th episode of Branding and Other Stuff. In the last episode, we were in conversation with Amruta regarding brand archetypes. Today's episode will be a continuation of the same conversation. So if you haven't listened to the 8th episode, do listen to that first. So hi again Amruta. Last episode, we ended with the discussion with the creator archetype. So after that, once the creator, we have a ruler. So that is, um, you know, it's a leader kind of a brand. You're responsible. They organize. People look up to them. Uh, they show the path that this is the path that we should uh, follow. Uh, they may a lot of times they're pioneers. Uh, they pioneer new ways of working or new technologies. So in a way, it is. It could be mixed with a creator brand also. Depends. This entirely depends on what the product is, the services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what your audience is. So, for instance, Microsoft is a ruler brand, but it could also be described as a creative brand, uh, creator rather, uh, because uh, they pioneer a lot of technology, a lot of software. Uh, so, uh, that Mercedes Benz is a ruler brand. So it's all about you know being the one at the top. Uh, that is the whole uh, personality that comes to you. Basically, the uh, premium brand, most of the premium brands can fall into this, I think. Uh, premium fashion and... Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they could, but it depends. Now, for instance, Chanel, uh, which is a premium brand, is a romantic architect. It's all about uh, a romance, about sensuality, about, uh, you know, feeling good about oneself. So, a brand like that would not be a ruler brand. Uh, it mm-hmm. could uh, maybe be, so it's called the lover brand, the architect is called the lover, uh, lover and yeah. uh, it's a romantic yeah, it's a romantic architect. So it's basically mm-hmm. about making people feel good about themselves, it's about uh, you know connecting people, it's about relationship, it's about intimacy, it's all about uh, those kind of aspects. So a lot of perfume brands, maybe uh, lingerie brands, uh, you know, may, those kind of uh, products probably would uh, come into this uh, sector. Okay. Uh, then have the magician. The magician again, the name says it's about you know your dreams coming true. And when the most, uh, I think the one that really comes to mind with this is Disney. Uh, yes, it's exactly. It's about magic. It's about fantasy. Your dreams coming true. It's kind uh, of mystical. It's about mystical, yes. Yeah. And Apple is also Apple is a creative brand, but it's also a magician. So it's a mixture of, as I said, a mixture of two different archetypes. Uh, because it's about being creating new things, but uh, they also tend to have the mysticism surrounding it. Uh, like for instance, when they introduced the airports, it was a very uh, you know what are what are airports? Nobody knew. What is this new thing? Nobody knew. You need a new cable for to charge it. You need uh, you cannot. Uh, it's connected through Bluetooth. You don't have a headphone jack. You need a new case for it. So there's an air of uh, mystery around their product. So. Creator, yes, and a magician is also an architect associated with that. Okay. Uh, then the other ones are so after we have the lover, then we have the caregivers, which is more of a mother, parent kind of uh, an archetype. And any of these kind of, uh, you know, you have your Johnson and Johnson or your diaper brands, and these kind of ones uh, tend to be the caregivers. So it's about protecting and nurturing. Anywhere where again they're looking at you're looking at children, uh, it could be the caregiver architect. Uh, we then have the jester and we have the sage. These are the two last two 
archetypes. Gesture is all about fun and games. I mean, it's a clown. So it's about uh, making people happy. It's about, uh, you know, lightheartedness. Just celebrate life. Don't take anything seriously. Just have fun. Uh, those kind of things. So probably your uh, ice cream brands, you know, your Ben and Jerry's, that's a gesture. Um, and any kind of uh, fun kind of uh, brands uh, that you could maybe think of, where they don't really take things too seriously. Um, and the sage is about educating, it's about knowledge, uh, you know, it's about, um, it is trusted source of wisdom and would turn to this person for, or this particular brand for any kind of knowledge or advice or anything that uh, you need in a particular situation. And any of your uh, National Geographic, your BBC, any of these kind of uh, brands, channels, Google, these are all sage, you know, you have any problem, you Google it. Yes, uh, Google so can be the greatest sage. Yes. This is the greatest sage exactly. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> the so if you have anything, you Google it and you just turn to and you basically trust anything that Google says. A mm -hmm. lot of times, even medical information you get and uh, like I Google pay, so it has to be true. So, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, brands like that. And I also feel the uh, universities and college brands also fall into this. Yes, definitely. University, college, uh, which, whichever brands are like, uh, they are uh, treated as the one source of information. Mm -hmm. or they're trusted as the one source of information that whatever they say must be true. And, uh, you know, there is no reason to uh, contest it in any way. Uh, those are most uh, likely most likely to be changed. Yes, yes, so yes. The whole concept of archetypes is uh, this that basically uh, the reason for developing an archetype for any brand, and this is uh, most normally uh, seen in B two C brands. B two B brands don't uh, a lot of times they don't do, go with archetypes. They don't uh, follow archetypes because um, B two B brands are. For a lot of them, it is very simple. This is my customer. He is the HR person of a company, or he may be the re a retailer, he may be a, a wholesaler, distributor, whatever. Uh, but it's very straightforward. This is my product. This is my customer. They have a need, and I am selling it to them. Uh, it is the whole concept of the customer journey for B2B brand is very different than that for B2C brand. Uh, so B2C uh, is where you know, the people have to make a lot of choices and brands have to really convince them and they have to uh, tell, tell them why or show them why they are the right choice or why customers buy from them. So which is why this whole concept, concept is seen a lot in B2C brands. But I personally feel that um, as a tool or as something that we use to create brands, it should be equally used for B2B brands because it makes communication so much easier. Uh, it makes it easier for the brands to uh, streamline their entire process. Otherwise, there is a lot of B2B brands would be seen that there is a breakdown in the whole communication. Uh, they are not able to communicate the positioning or they communicate what their identity is in a very clean and clear manner because they don't really understand the personality themselves. So they haven't set the personality in the first place. Yes, for the B2B brands, I feel uh, it's more about the features and the benefits. Like I have a service and I'm giving it to you how you are benefited. But uh, I feel that for the brand equity to uh, to grow a good brand equity, I think they need a kind of a positioning. And uh, these brand archetypes uh, will help them 
to make a certain kind of communication right exactly and um, it just makes it so much easier it's with any company or any business it's not uh, the owner all the time who is uh, taking care of things or who is taking care of the marketing or taking care of the message or the communication or the sales a uh, very small company yes probably it's the owner but obviously no business owner no entrepreneur wants to want to remain in that man everybody wants to grow and once you grow at a certain point once you have uh, you know a, an employee strength of 50 people or 100 people or 150 people once you have so many uh, customers and uh, you know once you have so many potential customers it becomes difficult to uh, carry the same tone or the same uh, communication messaging forward it's difficult then for the owner to communicate to the employees or to communicate to vendors like agencies they may hire agency they have marketing agency sales agency uh, they have other vendors or consultants that are part of the entire ecosystem it becomes difficult then for them to communicate uh, what is the usp for my company what does my company stand for uh, what is the one thing how should you communicate So then there is a complete breakdown. Sales people are all saying different things. Sales people are selling the way they know how to sell. Uh, they will whatever is easier for them and way that they can get a sale, sell a sale quickly, which is fine. I mean, okay, your bottom line is then uh, taken care of. But uh, somewhere then there is a you know the customers are confused. Then two or three people are saying different things. So if uh, today I'm dealing with one salesperson, tomorrow the salesperson changes. or tomorrow the person i'm interacting with changes they all saying different things there is a disconnect uh with the customer they don't know then uh, okay who am i dealing with what is this entity uh you know what is this what do they really stand for this person is saying something different that person is saying something different and tomorrow then you introduce a new product uh, maybe you know then it's you have to make things to communicate so the whole concept of brand architecture which makes easier you know exactly the language that has to go ahead you have a brand manual in place tomorrow you have any agencies you have employees you give them the manual there is a clear form of communication they know exactly what is needed to be done and uh, you your entire uh, employee communication or training can be uh, created around the manual so everything is simple then you know then you have to worry about how to uh, tell or who is going to tell or uh you know if somebody else does the training then what will they say it's all documented so which is why i think p2p uh, brands should make this also a priority should be important just as important as it is for the yes i completely agree with you it will uh, actually work as a guide book to to the whole communication to their identity to their visual identity to their voice and tone to the uh i mean the all kind of communications verbal uh, written visual all kind of communications will be guided by this archetype and the personalities that the uh, brand holds and is defined by right. and uh, also a lot of times what happens is the owner doesn't uh, yeah, consciously decide to drive the brand perception and customers have a different perception so and then they react to it in a different way it doesn't mean that just because the owner doesn't set the brand in place that there is no brand there a brand is whatever the customers feel or they perceive or they think when they see the name that mm-hmm. is a brand and they will think they will see they will feel whatever they want to 
unless you tell them that this is how you should now i know when i think of chanel you know it automatically think of romance you think of uh, it's a premium brand it's about romance it's about the small moments it's about elegance uh, you know a chanel and that you can never compare the two it's completely different chanel is completely different the range is completely the level is very different you cannot compare the two and that is because they are conscious Yes, yes, yes. So that is, uh, I mean, that is a decision that all business owners take right from the beginning. Not when they've been doing business for like forty years and fifty years, and you know, then they don't know what to do. And uh, you, it's you cannot. It's difficult. You can, but it's very, very difficult to backtrack. With an existing business, is you know, things are going on, and then you want to set a brand in place. It becomes very difficult. Uh, then you have to change a lot of things, and then you cannot change things in an existing business, and the owner is not okay with changing it. Not easy to do it right from the beginning, so you know that you have control over the entire narrative. Yes, because uh, either you uh, have set a, a tone and uh, archetype with you or not, the customer will always have an image of their own. Exactly. So, so there are two options: either you guide that image. or you just put it up to customers to think whatever you are so so it's always uh, so if you don't have a archetype it's like a, uh, a bid like i might be a lover i might be a caregiver so either you define that in your mm-hmm. yeah. yes yes so without an archetype without any kind of an an archetype is a tool it's basically uh, these 12 archetypes were set uh, in sequence branding was uh, when they first started like when first brand was built uh, a whole concept of archetypes was set because people realized that uh, you there was no other way to give the brand personality any person that you see on the road right anybody uh, you see or anybody you meet in a regular time you might not consciously do it but you are still associating some archetype with that Hey, hero! Just say you know his actions are like a hero. He, whatever he is doing, maybe he is donating to charity. He is uh, saving the, whatever his businesses. Maybe they are providing clean water to villages. Maybe they are uh, helping farmers. Maybe they are developing new technologies. Are uh, he is like a hero, you know? Or are this is also this but baby or a child? This person is so childlike. She is so innocent. uh she may be naive you know maybe you think that this person is naive she doesn't know the way the world works she is like very innocent or this mm-hmm. particular person is always roaming you know or i know about one friend of mine he is always climbing mountains he is always uh, his instagram is filled with images he is always visiting new places matlab uh, what is the hindi saying ki kya cows i mean they need they do that sort uh but uh, basically this person is staying one place And because you are an explorer or an explorer, so you always these kind of archetypes are associated. And all that we are doing with this is um, getting associating them with brands, so that we can relate to brands in a better way. We can connect with them in a better way, and so it just makes the whole process, uh, the brand building process, marketing process, communication process, so much easier. For the owner, or for the business owner, or for the board of directors, or whoever is controlling the brand and the narrative, it makes it so much easier for them. 
Yes, yes, yes. I completely agree with you on that. Uh, brands, uh, be it B2B or B2C, they should go by an archetype so that the whole narrative starting from all the uh, stakeholders uh, to the salesperson, frontline salesperson, or the or the people who communicate communicating with the customer, they should be on a single page. So in that, uh, defining a brand archetype is very important. So yes, thank you so much. That was very informative, Amruta. And uh, yes, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I hope the listeners thank will you be for uh, the opportunity, Priyam. And uh, I hope I have uh, gotten the gotten the message across in uh, you know clear manner. And I hope yeah, your listeners make sense for them. It connects with them. Yes, yes, sure, sure, sure. So okay, thank you, thank you. We'll meet sometime in another episode for today. Bye bye. Sure. So hey listeners, wasn't that an amazing episode? Do listen to our previous episodes and keep supporting us. Till the next episode, this is Priyam signing off. Bye-bye.